Welcome to a Life of Choice podcast, the podcast that helps you shift and broaden your perspective to get more out of life. I'm your host, Robin McCaig, so let's get started. Welcome back. What I like to do is give you some ideas to see how you can integrate these ideas, thoughts, beliefs, ways of looking at the world with a different perspective. And though the release date is on Tuesday, maybe you can use it as a weekly kind of GPS to look at where are things in your life in this particular area. So today I'm going to talk about beliefs and ideas about our relationships and how we think they're quotes unquotes supposed to be. So we all grow up with different backgrounds and we see relationships modeled in our family, some good, some bad, some indifferent. And studies all show that in times of stress, we revert back to those old patterns that we learned. We have these old neural pathways in our brain And it's so easy to slip back into the kind of older part of our brain, the reptilian portion, in times of stress. The higher cognitive functioning just kind of leaves because our body's shutting down to take care of ourselves from a place of survival. We have these inherent ways of doing that. And so awareness is the first key. And always when we're in those situations, the only thing that we have access to is our breath. Everything else is kind of automatic and we don't have a lot of personal control. And I think that's one of the reasons why control is one of those issues that comes up for us time and time again. Because we feel that lack and it's like, how can we get it back? And the only way we can do that is with breath. And there's a bunch of different ways to do breath. And in another episode, I'll go into that in more detail. So really often we're breathing from the top of our chest and not into our diaphragm. So that's the first thing is to slow down and really deeply breathe into our belly and feel and just relax and take a maybe a little stop at the top of the breath and let it out, bringing awareness and consciousness to that breath. So one of the studies, and I don't know if this has been updated recently, I'm actually going to have a look. The idea is that women still buy into the idea of the fairy tale romance idea that they will have a partner that will take care of them most often in the financial sense. And reality is that statistics show otherwise. With divorce, death, and a bunch of different circumstances, the majority of women are going to be on their own at some point. So if we don't learn to take responsibility, we may have the financial aspect covered. Do we have the ability to take care of that financial area? Have we learned about our investments? Have we learned about budgeting or whatever it is for you? So if we kind of let that go, 
then that scenario of responsibility that may be important for you to look at and see is there something I need to incorporate into my life. So when these thoughts and ideas come up, and again, it begins with that self-awareness to see what am I thinking? What am I doing in this relationship? And this is both personally and in business. Because business is, again, just a microcosm of the macrocosm and the bigger way that we are in the world. You know, often we can get into cliques and different things, depending if we're working in an office environment or we have, even with a team, uh, if we're an entrepreneur, maybe we belong to different groups and there's different things that happen with dynamics. And so there can be these automatic responses because we've been in these situations in the past or they remind us of situations from our past. So this is a great opportunity to really dig in and be aware of what those thoughts and ideas are and dig a little deeper, really question them. So for example, maybe I'm projecting something onto someone else and projection is simply coming up with an idea or thought that they're probably thinking or doing which is not necessarily true because it's something that's going on for us and replacing them, replacing that onto someone else out into the exterior world. So for an example, maybe I'm not feeling comfortable in a situation and I'm projecting onto the other person that they're not as forthcoming as I'd like them to be, or they're not being as vulnerable or as honest something is going on for me where I'm feeling that there is that lack or inability to do that for myself. So when I find myself projecting, often I begin with the question, am I projecting? Do I know this is true? I might think it's true, but have I actually been in conversation with that person to understand is it true or not? And so that gives me a little bit of dose of reality and self-awareness that I am back into that projection. And then what can happen, we can go into introjection, which is going inside and taking that on. So I might say to myself, oh, I'm doing this or I'm doing that. And this is where the negative thought comes up around myself and shame or blame or whatever it is, whatever that feeling that we bring in, we take it on as ours, which isn't necessarily true. So this is an opportunity for growth in your relationships. In business, for example, it might be that, you know, I expected them to follow up or we said we'd do this and we take it personally. We do this in personal relationships as well, of course. And there's a place of Yes, there could be the respect around the time at the same point. It's just they got busy or something else happened. And now I've realized that I can, what they used to call jump to conclusions and what I now call projection onto the other person that maybe I didn't feel valued because they didn't let me know what's going on. And often there is a very legitimate reason, for example, if it's a mom, maybe there's a problem with one of their children. I know there 
a couple people lately. There's been kind of family emergencies and different things, and we've had calls scheduled. They didn't show up, and so I've waited a bit and dropped the call. I mean, it's a little bit easier now that we're doing a lot of it online, so it's a little bit easier to let go of, I think, for some people because there hasn't been that same investment of driving somewhere to meet and those kinds of things. But it's really asking the question, you know, is everything okay? Coming from that place of curiosity and not blame or projection of you did something wrong, just being open to what they have to say. And then at that point, it can be, oh, well, I just forgot or whatever it is. And I usually give people a couple of times to do this and then it's like if this is a pattern that they're not willing to look at or choose not to then maybe it is time for me to move on and say you know when you have things sorted out when you want to commit to meeting please let me know Uh, I found that you know we've attempted to meet for three times and it hasn't happened something always comes up so in respect of both of our times let me know when you do have availability and when we can do this and if not that's great we'll just move on and maybe we'll be in contact in the future so those are some ideas and the thing is often with these thoughts it's either we're in the past or in the future when i do the motivational map process with people i can actually look at what percentage of the time we're either thinking about the past, the present, or the future. And it helps to give us a good framework to see how much time am I spending in those places. There's not a lot of value in spending too much time in the past or the future because we need to get things done in the moment. We need to be present, do what we need to do, and move on. And yes, looking into the future for the goals, the plans, those kinds of things are valuable. And to be constantly looking to the future and what's next doesn't serve us in the long run. So again, how can you bring yourself more present and be open to what is happening right in the moment, right now? Who you want to be in that moment? And what are your needs and wants? What is this relationship about? Is it about taking it deeper, whether it's personal or business? Is it about being able to express who you are? Is it about just connecting and being in the other person's presence? There's so many reasons that we have different types of relationships. And our relationships can't and are not able to meet every part of our needs and wants. That's, I believe, another myth that we have that we tend to grow up with, especially as women, that this person is going to take care of me, they're going to fulfill all my needs. And that's simply impossible. If you think about yourself and what you bring to your relationships, can you be everything for everybody? No, that's how we end up with burnout. And we see this in the workplace with workaholics and you know that was part of my burnout story with um having the breast cancer was i was doing everything for everybody else i was working full-time doing the union work on the side 
I was on the strata council and I felt to be worthy and to be needed was my way of receiving love and attention and my way of proving my worth. So learning that all I did was really not help everyone to the best of my ability by being so scattered, even though I took care of a lot of things and did really well. It just wasn't in my best interest. We have to take care of ourselves first. It's like the analogy with the oxygen mask on the airplane. If we don't take care of ourselves first, how do we ever take care of anyone else? So we're not going to be here to take care of them and to be connected if we're not here. So, <laughs> so that place of really knowing what you need and want, taking the time. And so this is my suggestion for you this week is spend some time in reflection and meditation. And this can also be where you're in a situation and there's something happening and you're not really sure what's going on and you don't want to go into projections or other things then you can kind of table it for yourself, deal with the situation and then come back to it in your reflection or meditation time to see what was going on for you. Did it trigger something from an earlier part of your life? We learn these patterns in childhood and we bring them forward into our adult life. So these are old programs, old neural pathways that thankfully we can change. Science has shown us that neural pathways can change when we bring in new thoughts. The old thoughts may, might not totally leave, but we can be aware of them and create new ones over, over top to replace them. So what I've found is with both myself and with clients is the longer and more diligent we are about bringing in the new ideas and then creating those new neural pathways, the old thoughts and ideas become less and less, and the noise from them becomes less and less. So have a fabulous day, and I will talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed listening, please rate and recommend the show on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.